at a maximum tangent. I'm Adam. I'm joined by the Maestro. Hey guys, how's it going? Also by Cowboy. Hey, what's going on, people? All right. Now today we're introducing a new member to the Rat Pack. This is Hollywood. How you doing out there in the podcast land? This is Hollywood. What? 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 Now Hollywood is going to be hosting a new show on the network. Wait, that wait, is wait. what? What? <laughs> Good God. We just started. You're renting already? You just start. We just started. All right. Uh, there's a new movie podcast we're doing where we're going to be reviewing movies as well as getting updated with movie news. And Hollywood has background in this in this area. You, you came from some sort of film background. How, how did you get into the movies, I guess? Most recently, last summer, I was an intern for a film production company. Uh, they specialize in horror movies. I don't want to give them away, but... They produced and made one of the biggest horror movie franchises there is. Oh. One, one of the biggest ones. I'm going to assume one of the was... first slasher movies. Oh. I was going to say Saw, but that's oh, no. later on. In... Yeah. Because to me, that's like one of the best horror things to date, I think, is Saw. Because it's just... I like I like the gore part of it. Oh, yeah. That's that's me, personally. I grew up watching horror movies. That My actual film background is my dad... When he came to America from Mexico, he learned how to speak English by watching movies and TV. Oh. So he would watch soap operas. <laughs> oh. He would watch soap operas, westerns, and horror <laughs> movies. And he learned how to speak English that way. So he okay. learned how to say, run, bitch, run. Yeah. Okay. In yeah. English. Oh, no, you didn't type of thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, sort of. So He's your father. Boom. So when I would have to go with my dad to hang out with him because uh, my parents got divorced. He would always want to watch movies. Okay. And he never wanted to watch kids' movies. He was just like, "Fuck that! You're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna watch a movie, it's gonna be a movie I'm gonna watch." So as a kid, I grew up watching like Scarface, The oh, Good, The Bad, wow. The Ugly, horror movies. Actually, horror movies is something I really discovered on my own. Okay, I used to watch USA Up All Night. Do you remember that on USA? Yes, be from like Friday, mid like 10, 8, 10 p.m. to like three in the morning. Saturday, right. ten p.m. to three in the morning, and it was just showing nothing but cheesy horror movies. It was showing. The Evil Dead, the trauma movies, so many okay. classic horror movies. That's where I really got my education when I was a little kid. And there was a video store up the street, and I would go every week to rent movies. I would okay. go the lawn, take out the trash, do chores. I get paid five bucks, and I was, getting, right. I was going to this. Place. At the time, that's that's a good money. Yeah, as yeah. a little kid, <laughs> seven or eight. That's like half a movie right now. Yeah, <laughs> I would go walk to the video store, and the owner saw me so many times. He was like, "All right, kid, give me five bucks. Give me the, your five bucks. You can get." unlimited like get as many movies as you want nice you come in here all the time and he they would let me rent r-rated fucking hardcore horror movies like they didn't give a fuck wow like, they could have been shut down by like somebody oh absolutely but i was just okay i could get anything okay i'll take this 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 video so, drone. so at that age did you ever see anything that i guess traumatized you or stuck out in your mind as this is not something i should be watching <laughs> type of thing no i was desensitized early so you watched critters and critters 2 and had no problem with the Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, to this day, no horror movies ever scared me or like freaked me out. To okay. this day, I was seven when I saw The Exorcist, and that oh, didn't wow. phase me. That's not bad. Though. I was just like, yeah. nah. What? Yeah, I, I don't get phased by horror movies either so much. Although with movies in general, if if I fall asleep watching them, it, it becomes part of my dream type mm-hmm. of thing. But it doesn't like I don't wake up screaming like, oh my god, I'm about to get eaten by a giant dinosaur mm-hmm. or something like that. It's just it, it's it's entertaining, but it doesn't haunt me. I don't know if that's a character flaw that you don't feel those kind of things or not, but yeah, it's a character flaw. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! I knew it. It's just to me. It's the, my grandma would watch Tales from the Crypt with me and all these USA Up All Night things okay. with me, and I guess the reason I'm not scared of them 
is because growing up, she would say, oh, they're not scary. They're funny. Look how funny it is. And <laughs> the graphics are really, like, cheesy. Like, how like, okay. you can easily tell it's fake blood. And right. so I had this but at idea. But at the time, though. I had though. this idea of it's funny. And even to this day, I'll look at a horror movie and I'll, I'll find humor in it. Because hmm. the best horror movies have some type of humor because yeah. you have to break the mood somehow in a scary movie. I, I guess. And some comedy works. Sometimes it doesn't. But horror movies is my favorite genre to this day. I'll watch any horror movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I like horror. I think the, the the first horror movie that I actually saw, the one that like scared the shit out of me, was uh, Event Horizon, which we talked about on the previous podcast. Oh, yeah. Already. That's a good one. A lot of people haven't seen that. It's 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 nuts. a good sci-fi horror. It is nuts. And but I I don't remember too much comedy about it. The the one thing that I remember laughing about was when um there was a, there was a glove floating through space towards um Lawrence Lawrence Free Fishburn Lawrence or Larry I guess at the time he was called Larry Fishburne. There's there like a, a glove flying towards him. And he's just like, oh, fuck me. It was, and I, th- I thought that was hilarious. I don't think it was supposed to be funny. But I found it funny because it was just like it didn't make sense. Oh, fuck me. What? That's a weird reaction to a glove. Well, not every horror movie <laughs> has comedy. A lot of them do. Okay. Something like The Exorcist, there's no comedy in that right. whatsoever. Yeah, but there's cr- like Critters, Critters too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like horror movies like that, they're meant to be like silly and – very um very over the top right so they have the intention of having some type of humor associated with it right well i think in, in general just life in general there has to be comedy to break anything up yeah e- even like romantic comedies well that's comedy in the title i guess mm-hmm. but like even suspense movies uh horror thriller movies there, there is some part of comedy because that's just true to life yeah no, nothing is always 100 percent anything uh, action movies, there's always little breakup lines. There's the comedic relief character that comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, with horror, I think that's that's important, but not necessary because I think for horror, you're, you're going, you want to be scared. You want you want to have the butt pucker effect, mm-hmm. if if you will, for horror movies. So comedy has its place, doesn't have its place. I don't I don't think it's necessary, but it's it, it it's it's nice. But I don't know. So so you you grew up on horror movies. Is that your your favorite genre then? It was as a kid, and it is still is to this day. Okay. What wound up happening was my dad was a big influence on everything I watched. Okay. He he showed me westerns. He showed me sci-fi. He showed me everything. As I got older, probably around like 13, 14, I started discovering movies on my own, independent movies. Mm-hmm. I saw Clerks when I was <laughs> like 12. Oh, wow. So Clerks was the first. That's early for in, Clerks, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I remember reading somewhere that they talk about Star Wars, and I grew up uh-huh. liking Star Wars. Oh, interesting. So when I started watching the movie, okay. I, I really found it interesting, the dialogue. Because this was the first movie I really saw where it was very dialogue heavy. Because every right. movie I've seen was horror, where, so where there's blood and guts or like action where there's a lot this is the first movie i really saw where it was just heavy on dialogue and character all right and i was intrigued by that and i actually wanted to be a movie director oh kevin smith actually inspired me to be a movie director so throughout high school i had a video camera i was making like little movies (laughs) but i wasn't good at it like i tried (laughs) but i just wasn't good at it at that age who is though yeah right even spielberg is a prodigy i'm sure he wasn't that good well Uh, i I can't imagine i I would like to see some of his earlier work just just to see where how far he's come since then that'd be interesting as hell i think but as i got older and i went to school i realized that uh i don't want to be a director or anything creative i want to be on the business side of the industry a producer something creative development for a network, okay, because I realize that's where all the money is. 
because because <laughs> directing it's really it's really difficult compared to other jobs in the industry. Like let's say you go to school for editing. Okay, you can edit several projects at one time, so you can cut a TV show here, a movie here, hmm. a web series here. When you're a director. You can only direct one thing at a time. Yeah, it becomes your life. It becomes your life, right. and it's something you have to be really passionate about. And I love, uh-huh. I love movies, but I don't. But I slowly started getting to the age where I realized, and I, my parent, my mom had a big influence on me. She was like, "I know you like movies and all, but maybe you should get a safer degree." So then I, <laughs> so then I, so then I was looking into it. and I was like, "Oh well, I noticed a lot of the powerful people have business degrees." Okay. They're either business degrees, uh, they have law degrees, or they have accounting degrees. Yeah. So I went to school for a business degree. And actually, the, my boss at the internship that I had, they had MBAs too. Uh-huh. And a lot of people out there, business degrees. So the film, the film degree is good if you want to be creative. But what I want to do now, it's more on the business side. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's a hybrid. It's like business and the creative side. We right. work with both. See, I, I grew up wanting to be an actor because of the movies I watched. Uh-huh. I wanted to be an actor, but then... The more that things went on, I kind of wanted to be more directing mm-hmm. because I have visions of things that I, I would like to ha- be portrayed. Mm-hmm. In my sleep. In, in my <laughs> sleep, right? Mostly Bruce Willis based. But <laughs> what? Huh? 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 No. What? As far as directing goes, I feel like that would be too irritating for me because I feel like my vision is so specific that for somebody to pull that off, I, I would piss off a lot of people mm-hmm. and they would piss me off and it would just be a bunch of... Yelling and screaming and throwing things. It would be like that uh, meltdown that um, Batman had. Where, uh, oh, good for you. <laughs> oh. Well, that bit's a little bit different, yeah. actually. When yeah. the DP walks yeah. on. Yeah, the you know, walks on. Yeah. You don't work very well in a group, do you? I work great in a group. This is why I host a podcast and a network. And you direct. <laughs> directing a Silence, movie, all of you. <laughs> directing, <Silence>. a movie, <laughs> directing a movie really is a, a collaborative effort. It really is a team effort. Yeah. Especially... As the budget gets bigger, you have to work with so many more people. Right. It's impossible to get your exact vision on screen, whether it's um, a technical limitation or most likely a financial limitation. Right. So your crew is going to do the best work they possibly can to get your vision as mu- as close as you think you like it. Right. So but as long we- as you have a good crew, you can pretty much get as close to your vision as you want. But the, the thing I, I learned more as I've gotten older and more familiar with films in general and the way things are done, you get – there's so many hands in the pot. There's so many chiefs running around trying to control things that mm-hmm. maybe my direction that I want this movie to go is going to be changed by the producer, somebody that has money to do with it. Now, I want my – this is, this is my brother's daughter's nephew's dog watcher. I want him to have a role in your movie. So make a role for him. Don't – if it doesn't fit, fine. Make it happen. So then it just kind of starts diluting the whole thing of what the vision is supposed to be. And it just it, it screws everything up. Yeah. In that industry, it's a really thin line you walk between commerce and art. Right. Because the art side of you – here's something my bosses in my internship told me. They said, you can have the best script in the world. You can make the best independent film we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get people to watch it, it's not going to go anywhere. Because right. a, a movie is a huge investment. It not only is a huge investment, it's a very risky investment. Right. So when you make a movie, you're already in debt. You're automatically in the hole. Right. So you have to figure out a way how to get out of that hole. And the only way you can get out of the hole is by having people buy tickets to watch it. Right. Wow. So you have to 
or the investors that spend the, money on you, they now have a say because they gave you the money. Yes, because they control the money. Right. Usually the money speaks in that industry, just like any other industry. It's everything else on the planet, mm-hmm. <laughs> money speaks. But, but the thing with Hollywood is, or movies, more specifically movies, because TV is different. TV is advertising dollars. Right. So like Coke will spend $20 million to get spots for like one season. But in movies, you have to get your money back somehow. And the only way to get it back is by video on demand, theater ticket sales, DVD sales, if it's straight to video. So because it's such a high risk and your investors and the studio or whoever is taking, absorbing that risk, Mm -hmm. they're going to say, you know what? We understand your script. The hero dies at the end. No. Audiences, test markets show audience don't like that. He's going to live. Rewrite it. Oh, well, I, I, but I mean, that's the whole essence of the story. We don't care. Right, rewrite it. And, and art, that's, art doesn't matter to them. It's all a business. That's they don't the care I have with movies too, though. What, what angles you use? Oh, it's the character arc and how he progresses. I really don't care. It, it should be a good ride. Is what it should be. It should mm-hmm. be a good ride. And I don't think there's a lot of movies, enough movies, where it has a bad ending, where it doesn't make you feel good, mm-hmm. but it does trigger an emotion from you. Like my, I think my best example of that is um, it's a romantic movie. It's the City of Angels with the Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. uh, movie did, where uh, spoiler alert, he's an angel, he, <laughs> he becomes human to fall in love with the chick, and then the chick dies, and now he's mortal. For what? For shit. He had her for like uh, maybe one love scene, and, and that was the, that was it. That was the end of it. He, he's he's screwed to be human now because he gave up his angelhood. If that's the way they call themselves, I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't talked to God in a while. <laughs> I don't know what they call the angels, but it, it just—it was—it was such a depressing ending. But it had so much of an emotion that came along with it that I—I th- I thought it was very powerful. Mm-hmm. But that is something that is uncommon because if somebody leaves a theater not feeling good, I feel like that's frowned upon. There needs to be some sort of feel good. Movies end way too abruptly sometimes, like just so everybody wins. Oh, look at that. The star got what he wanted. The, even the, the lowly guy that you felt sorry for, the, the schmuck, he got the hot chick somehow. It doesn't make sense. There's no way that schmuck, uh, Michael Sarah, should have a hot chick. There's no way this should ever happen in real life. But he has it because now I feel good. I walk away smiling. That means it was a good movie. So, like Swordfish also, that's a movie where the villain wins at the end of it. Spoiler alert. Apologies. It's an old movie. For fuck's sake, watch it. Uh, <laughs> the villain wins, and it was done great, I think, because mm-hmm. it's, it's against the type of movie where the hero comes out victorious and everybody feels good. It, it may still feel a good ending for me because I'm mm-hmm. kind of crazy and I got the issues, you know? Uh, but how do you feel about that as far as the way movies are catered towards people versus the way that is just a good movie in general? They really are following tradition. It's a tradition for the hero to win in the end and to have like the happy story. It goes back to the Depression era. Because okay. and during the Depression era, that's when movies were most profitable. Because so many people were out of work and they needed hope that when you go to the movies, you, you don't have a job. You have to wait in a bread line. Your life just shit. Yep. I don't want to see a fucking character like me who's in my <laughs> position. I want to escape. Right. So what winds up happening is in the, that era that's most profitable era – Every movie had a happy ending. I don't think any movies from that era really had a, ended on down note. Like every time the hero won, and yeah. so Hollywood just keeps following that formula. It's extremely rare to see like Swordfish, The Empire Strikes Back. Technically, the bad guys win because right. you don't really know what happens with the alliance and Luke and everybody. Right. 
But for the most part, you're always going to see the hero win no matter what. It's very rare that you see that curveball. And it's always good to see that curveball come every once in a while. Yeah. Because it's not expected. It, st- it stands out. It stands out against other movies. Because movie it's, it's, audience uh, goers are jaded now. They see the same thing over and over again. So, it's good to so, see the curveball. So now you have one where the hero wins. And you also have the uh, rare occasion that the villain wins, mm-hmm. right? Is there any other type of way that like something else could happen instead? Where nobody wins? Yeah. It's like, for instance, you remember the mist. <laughs> Like the mist. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that's oof. That's See, a good one. That's a good. That's a good uh, oof. Oof. I got the chills. I got chills. Yeah. They're, they're, that's rare too. Yeah. You, usually you're always gonna have the hero win. Uh, again, spoiler alert, in the mist, uh the, Why are you spoiling everything? Because it's important to what we're talking about. As far as we, we can't just say it was a great movie and then moving on to something else. Hey, hey, you know the the mist. Missed, yeah. Good movie for that, possibly the next. Right, where the, uh, the the Punisher comes on, and he's uh, he's trying to do Punisher. things. Does he have the same hair color as <laughs> that one? I thought he had like black hair in the in the Punisher, but then he had like brownish blonde hair in this one, right? I think it was blonde in the Punisher also. Really? No. 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 Damn it. The Punisher, Punisher has, black, has hair. black hair. But that's, that's the other thing about movies. Moving on from the mist and spoiling because my show's freaking out over here. Uh, How do you spoil it if you don't spoil it? That was the point I was making. I'm moving on from the spoiling. Oh! By the way, the name of the new uh, <laughs> the new podcast that we're doing with uh, with Hollywood hosting is called Spoilers, because we tend to spoil the movies quite drastically. Whether it's from actual spoilers or if it's a movie you enjoy, and we show you how shitty it actually is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we ruin it for you. <laughs> we ruin it. We spoil the movie because we pick it apart down to the essence. We're like, ah, oh, I used to like that. What about that scene? Yeah, that's fucked. And this scene, hmm, doesn't make sense. Where did this character come in from and why did they go somewhere else? How are they still driving without running out of gas? Right. Yes. Little yeah. things like that. Yeah. Hey, How long he, is that clip? He, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a six-shooter and he's shot seven times. Right. Mm, Eight nuts. times. Nine times now. Oh, but he never reloaded. Right. Hey, by the way, uh, what movie is the first one on? The first movie we did was Jurassic Park. Uh, we did other movies in testing that might get released later, uh, which were very horrible movies. Uh, Tales from the Hood and uh, Over the Top, which were just easy to pick apart, which is why it's just... They were fun tests. Yes, and we spoiled them. Absolutely. We spoiled them. Now, as far as movies goes, Cowboy. Yes. What's your genre type Uh, that you appreciate the most? I would say I I, I do like more like thrillers. Okay. Uh, Not necessarily horrors, but uh, more like thrillers or whatever. The the little mind fuck movies. Example. Um, Butterfly Effect. A uh, little mind, mind okay. trip movies. Uh, okay. The other Skeleton Key. Memento. Uh, Ooh, Skeleton Key. You know, movies like that that just leave you in, in you know, e- even if you have to make your own conclusion at the end. It's sort of like, you know, 1408 uh, kind of leaves you – it could go one way or the other in your mind. You know, is this real? Is this not? Is he dead? Right. Is he alive? You know, uh, those type of thrillers and, and mind play movies just just leave me, you know. I mean, I, I know you didn't like it, but the Shutter Island, you know. Uh, I fell asleep. I, I liked it, you know. <laughs> um, uh, and then another one that's top on my list. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not gay, but musicals. Uh, oh, I, of course. I, <laughs> no, I'm, like I'm with you there. I'm you know, with you there. Uh, you know, Les Mis, which you still haven't uh, watched yet. No. Nope. Uh, fantastic. Seen it many times. I like The Phantom. Um, Phantom. Phantom absolutely. was amazing. Um, you know, all-time old school favorite, Singing in the Rain. Um, oh, wow. Very good classic. Um, Sweeney Todd. 
All right. Um, just, you know. Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp type characters. I, yeah. Yeah, you know. But I mean, singing. But singing. But singing. But singing. Right. And, the, and the songs are catchy. <laughs> they are catchy. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, those are my two main. Uh, but, you know, I like funny and I like adventures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do I do like the horrors. Uh, not as much as Hollywood here. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, I, I have grown to like more and more horror TV shows. Like American Horror Story and All stuff right. like that, you know. Um, but I don't think that's so much horror. I think it's just it, it, it is it, it, it is it would be classified as horror. I mean, one of my all time favorite horror story horror movies is uh, is uh, Dog Soldiers. Um, I just absolutely love that movie. Hmm. By the way, um, that's Neil Marshall. He did yeah. The Descent. Okay, this was his first movie. Yeah, it, it, very very well done. I, I just like how they portrayed the uh, the the werewolves and, and the lichens in, in that it was. You brought up a good point earlier about the endings that have a your own interpretation. Yeah, Hollywood hates endings like that because it's a very artsy ending. Okay. I saw the wrestler. Did you ever see the wrestler? With I Mickey did see Rourke? the wrestler. Remember, it ends just black. You don't know what happens to him when he jumps off the top rope. Right. In the theaters, a lot. I heard a lot of people. Oh, they groan. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like. Think. Just use yeah, your mind. What do you think happens? Yeah. Well, and, do, and, and, do, you, do you really have to have an answer spoon-fed to you? Yeah, just not just the, open the, your mind. Not just think. the endings where you can create your own conclusion, um, but mind trip movies. Like You're totally thinking it's going a totally different way, and then at the end you're like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. That's totally opposite of – yeah, you know, well, I, I, ironically, type movie. the people that are groaning after the end of the wrestler type, that kind of movie, the sound of a groaning to me, I relate to a Neanderthal, where they don't have the mind capacity <laughs> to make up their own story, mm-hmm. like uh, Sopranos. The, way, uh, the TV show Sopranos ended, it was unclear exactly what happened, but I thought that was it was pretty brilliant because it makes you make your own story. Yeah, and I, I I grew up reading books. I know this is a shock to you guys. Yeah, I hate yeah, reading. Choose your own books, adventure. Choose your own adventure. With yes, Ag- Agatha Christie. If books. you'd like to go left, yes. go to page sixty-three. Where you you make up the story yourself in a way. Yeah, and I think that's that's a great thing for movies that because movies are supposed to get your imagination going, bring you into a world, and make you part of it. And if it should end abruptly, the world should keep going in your head. If it if it did a good job, this world exists now. It exists mm-hmm. and is part of reality in your own maybe crazy reality, but you can continue the movie on in your head and make your own ending. And I, I do appreciate that. But I understand that Hollywood hates that because they're catering to stupid people. Mm-hmm. The, these Neanderthals are, mm, I mean, no on. likey ending. Well, that's the Everything. reason why there's like Fast and the Furious 5. <laughs> uh, yeah. A bunch of other movies. With because it's like, oh my gosh, I, I saw this Fast... Too fast, too furious, but I can't use my imagination to think what was going to happen next. Movies like that are good, too. Like, these just turn your brain off for a few hours. I don't want to sound like this pretentious prick who just loves, like, these art house flicks. But movies like that work. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they do. It's good to just escape, like, The Last Stand, that latest Schwarzenegger movie. I turned my brain off, and I loved it for 90 minutes. It just, I just, I And you could talk, you could talk to 10 different people, and you're going to, you're not going to get 10 different answers of favorite types of movies, but you're going to get probably three, maybe four different genres that are at the tops of these 10 different people. Everybody's got their own thing. You're, you're, you're into horror, you know, I like, you know, suspenseful action type you know movies and musicals and 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 adam likes to sleep and, and, and maestro you know what, what are you into maestro maestro what's your your uh 
Well, I have a different taste for how I feel at the time. I mean, I could go for a martial arts movie, for a foreign flick. I could do something with a thriller, suspense, detective, whatever. The main thing about it is is it's not based upon um, who I am is what I want to watch. It's more like how I feel is what I want to watch that moment. Very deep. Wow. Very deep. As long as how you feel is martial artsy. Well, what if I feel? I feel <laughs> well, for instance, if I wanted to watch a movie that revolved around, like, let's say, Mickey Rourke with the wrestler, I would watch it. Okay. But, but you are very big in the martial arts movie genre. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is, is that a false statement? No. That's right. Okay. All right. That's so, right. That's, that's right. You know, because so, so, guy's so your the, genre movie of choice would be like martial arts, foreign type films like that. Only because I know a lot about it. With a yeah. ung bop and ung bop. Ung bop. Ung bop. Tip it up. Ung bop. What happened? So bad. So bad. What were we talking about? So uh, bad. Martial arts, yeah. That's, that's rough and tumbly. What? Tumbly? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Good God. I've said too much. Yes. Rough and tumbly. I also like documentaries, too. Mm. Those are my two, two okay. genres, horror and documentary. Yeah. I just love how opposite they are because one is completely unrealistic fantasy right, right and the other one is for the most part real life yeah documentaries are good because it, it's it makes you think about things it, mm-hmm. it gives you a different perspective on what you see as reality versus mm-hmm. what actually is reality which which is great i, I listen to podcasts all the time and it's it, it gives you a sense of more reality than anything else does whereas it's a tv show or movie it's all fake uh podcasting in general is more true to life mm-hmm. where documentaries are the same kind of way they, they give you a different spin on things that you had no idea were were, were there to begin with so uh even though fake documentaries what was the um the fake documentary thank you for smoking you're oh, welcome is that even documentary at all no that's more of like uh it, it felt like it's that's very. more of a um, <laughs> it's not a parody comedy it's a, it's a satire it's documentary like a s- no, no mockumentaries are shot documentary style, but they're fake. Okay, like The Office, like the Blair yes, Witch Project. The Office is a good example. Okay. The Office, Parks and Rec, those are mockumentaries because they're shot similar to a documentary with interviews okay. and everything. Like Blair Witch Project. No, that's found footage. Oh, found footage. Found footage is where. How do you think about that? You pretend. Oh, okay. Is, 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 does that fit in the horror realm? Okay, so found footage. The reason found footage is popular is because it's cheap to make. That's the only reason it's popular right now. The Blair Witch Project costs. A little over two dollars, fifty thousand to make. It grossed over a hundred million dollars. It cost them fifty thousand dollars to buy a couple camcorders and get some <laughs> interns to freaking uh, edit this stuff. Well, it's because uh, the biggest expense in any business is crew, is your labor, and it wasn't just them three in the woods. They actually had people. They have to hire. They have to hire editors to cut the film. They had crew following them to make sure they didn't die in the woods. So they, oh. you didn't see them on film on camera, but there was a crew around them. So the, okay. so they're just they have such a high profit margin. Uh-huh. Take a look at Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that costs twelve to fourteen thousand. Same concept, right? One hundred fifty million dollars. Wow, that's just just pure profit. That yeah. was a great movie, though. Par- the first Paranormal Activity. First yes. one. Yeah, that's the only like, one I've seen. What do you have to four now? Yeah. Like the fifth one is oh coming out. It's just absolutely yeah. nuts what? just seeing the that guy. What's the purpose of it? The, the, the first it's one because was phenomenal. It makes money. It's mm. because it's so cheap to make. Right. So my question about this is, are they just, just going over the fact that going over something that they made a profit off of? Oh, it's such a cheap mo- cheaply made movie. And they're just hoping that people are willing to watch it? It's because it's the hottest trend right now. Uh, especially like in Hansel, horror. that kind of trend? The from Zoolander, so hot right now. So hot right now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in horror, 
every decade there's been a similar like subgenre of horror. That's that's the one thing I like about horror. You have so many different subgenres that branch out. Like you have slasher, monster, right. vampire, uh, uh, werewolf. Like there's so many found footage. Right. You can't really do that. What, what can you do with like westerns? Like oh, western. And yeah. There's another Cowboys aliens. There's another western. And, <laughs> But right now we're in the found footage era because right now they're so cheap to make. Okay. Plus, it, it kind of mimics reality TV in a way. Yes, and reality TV is the most popular form of television. It, and that that's so upsetting. That is so upsetting. But the thing with found footage movies is uh-huh. it, it's not logical. Okay, let me give you an example. <laughs> you, They are filming. Okay, if the premise of paranormal activity is there's shit haunted in my house, I'm going to record it. Right. Why the fuck are you recording me sitting at breakfast eating? Like it doesn't like as far as like if you break down a story. Uh-huh. Cuz I even though I wasn't a film major, I took some film classes to try to learn how it work functions before I got my internship. Okay. And I took a screenwriting class and in there they teach you this there's Joseph Campbell has this thing called the hero's journey, the hero's arc where he's st- like Luke Skywalker Star Wars is the one example every screenwriting book uses. Luke Skywalker is just a farm boy. Right. And then he goes on an adventure and he becomes a hero. So he comes all the way around. So that's his story arc. Right. If you actually look at found footage, it's not lo- – okay. The first problem is who's watching the movie? We as an audience are supposed to be the ones watching, right? right. So we found the footage, right? Okay. That's the notion behind it. And since most found footage now is horror – if these horror, if these ghosts existed, why the fuck would they let anybody watch it? So it does. It's like a weird mind trip to think about it. But another thing is, in found footage, you're recording things that shouldn't be recorded, like sitting at the table. What are you doing tonight? Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking about going to the mall. They're doing it to build like um, character development, reality, to identify with. Okay. Oh, we should care about her because right. she has problems at school. I had problems in school. I identify right because if, if, if it's back to back, scary shit makes sense it pulls you out of it so and you then, have to make it reality in some way shape or form and another thing is when something happens they never shoot the thing they always shoot them running away it's always them running away the they never look at the thing like if your intent is to make a movie uh, is to make a documentary and document all the crazy shit in your house you're not doing a good job documenting anything Right, because you're running away from everything like it just yeah. like the logic behind it doesn't make sense yeah alright so what about a movie like Cloverfield I was just thinking the same thing. Is that, that's, is that like found footage meets it's, action meets something else? Because it, it is found footage because of the style it was shot on. Okay, it incorporates a lot of CGI, obviously. Right, and it they actually I actually really enjoyed Cloverfield because it, it was yeah. a different take. Because yeah. every found footage now is just like a ghost or it's a demonic possession or something. Right. I like the the fact that it's a giant monster movie. Yeah. I like that it's the monster movie taken from uh, a normal person's point of view. What would this look what would happen in real life if a monster actually landed? Yeah. But, and but you document there was everything. there was a payoff though. At some point there's a payoff. You don't you don't see the bushes and the snot coming mm-hmm. out of the builder which is people's yeah. noses. You see the actual monster for even a split second mm-hmm. or so. Now Cloverfield, I heard, was going to make multiple movies based on the same premise. Did that ever come to fruition? Or oh, from what I've read, the Cloverfield sequel is the same night, same monster, right. just from a different point of view on the other side of town. That, that's what so I heard. So you're going to learn more about where the monster came from, and you're going to see more shots of it and the little creatures fell off its back. See, and I, I dig that because for certain movies, this is where sequels screw up. Sequels take 
a certain premise and they try to expand upon it mm-hmm. and make it different and make it more up to date type of thing. And with any sequel, it, it gets worse and worse. But for Cloverfield, I feel like there's a window there to explain the exact same story from a different perspective, and it could still be interesting because mm-hmm. I mean, you know the story already. And that's, that's kind of like with, well, with, with, second, with any. All right. You're saying that like the Cloverfield sequel is gonna be. Uh, basically taken from the backside of the Cloverfield uh, monster. Yeah. So basically, the whole movie is going to be uh, filming the monster's back. No, <laughs> not the back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, he says across the whole crosses the whole city or from a different area. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it, a different part of town. It's the same story. So from so, a different perspective. It's so, so a it's, different camera guy is holding the camera. So it's like basically uh, like it's like what, what was that one movie, the old school movie where the guy's like got a broken leg and he's ha- hanging out inside of his house with uh, binoculars and he's seeing some sort of murder take place. And Vertigo. Anything, but, huh? Vertigo. Yeah, Vertigo. Exactly. Uh, so that's what you, you never seen Vertigo? Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, or how about what, are the, what are that Shadow of the Bow movie? Shadow of the Bow movie? Disturbia. 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 It's, a, yeah. it's the same premise. Almost. Yeah, same, same idea. Disturbia. Have you seen Disturbia? Uh, seen yes, Disturbia, I have. Right? Okay. Same idea. That's when you had an ankle bracelet? Yeah, ankle bracelet. Yeah. The only, the, my point is now you're watching the everything happen from a different p- perspective, like you said. Right. But you're not there. You're just like – you're like No, but you are there. And that, that's the thing that I, th- I think that uh, sequels miss. The, uh, sequels are made because the first movie was so successful that people wanna, liked it. They want to cash in on the popularity right. of it so, while it's so hot. In opposed to making a sequel where they're trying to follow the same model – if you follow, it's the exact same movie from different perspective. I feel like that has to win. It has to win because there's a story everybody already bought into. They already bought into it. They they enjoyed it. Now it's the same story, different perspective. Like Half Life, the, the video game. Half Life. There's there's like four different versions of that game. They have um, it was like Blue Shield where cop perspective, and then there's like a something else where the FBI perspective, whatever. It's the same game over and over again. Like twenty four. Okay. Not sure where you're going with that one. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but the, the point is, Half Life did a great job where they they repeated the exact same storyline three different ways, three different perspectives, and it was great every single time because you know what the story is, you you dig it, you love it, but now it's a different view on it. Where most sequels, they just try to expand the mythology, expand it. Yes, but what this one can do is just take what's already great, different perspective. So it's the same great concept. Which everybody already loved, but different take. Have you guys ever heard of this um, type of uh, YouTube um, remake of uh, inter- of shows? I think they're called Swayed. Have you guys heard of that? Mm-mm. Oh, basically, uh, there's this one I oh, saw. Oh, it's produced by the Wrench, right? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> written by the Wrench. <laughs> there's this. Uh, well, I'm just trying to say it's because like it's a different perspective, and I just thought oh. about the whole idea about uh, there's this one uh, clip. You know the trailer for Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now there's this thing called Iron Man Three Swayed in Thai, and basically they do the whole Tide in T H A I the oh, culture, not the uh, detergent. No, okay. not Tide. Okay. Why put some on the T? No, oh, I'm um, just wrenching it, dude. All right. <laughs> the, the, the whole thing about it is, is they they create the entire trailer re, like completely from scratch. But the thing about it is, is they use everything they have from like whatever they got. So that includes so so well. You have to take a look at it. Like for instance, there's like they're doing like a scene with uh, where, where it's Iron Man's going through the the city, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, their version of it is everything's in cardboard in the garage, and you see a hand holding the thing like mm. like that through that whole thing. All right, but the it's parody. Scene, it's kind of a parody, but it's a tra- it's a trailer, and it's basically every shot is verbatim, but it's with crappy stuff. 
Okay. I've seen stuff like that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I really think you should check out the Iron Man 3 Thai suede one. It's amazingly funny. All right. We'll put it on the website for you. Okay. Now, speaking of trailers, though, uh, Hollywood, what do you think about trailers and their place in movies? It's it's a double-edged sword. You have Absolutely. to show the really good stuff to get people to go. Right. But then you're losing the appeal of, like, ooh, what's going to happen? I already saw all the shit. Exactly. I remember... I, uh, I heard some story about some comedian. He was in Hollywood in the early 90s, and he went to some indie art house theater, and he was like, Reservoir Dogs, what's that? And he just walked in without oh. knowing. Okay. And then he walked out. He's like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Those days are gone. Trailers are everywhere. You can watch the trailer on your phone. People yep. are going to link it on their Facebook. Like, oh, check this trailer out. My friends are debating whether they're going to watch the Episode 7 trailer. Like, if they go to a theater and they see it, they're just going to go, la, la, la. They'll cover their ears and just not okay. hear it. They want to walk in Makes sense. fresh. Yeah. And I'm starting to think of that now because a lot, especially comedies. No. A lot of the good jokes are sold yeah. in the trailer. Because the trailer is your selling piece. That's what you're selling to the audience to bring you in. That and the poster. It's a combination of both. So trailers can help you, but then they can hurt you. Because you can have a badass, like the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trailer. That was a badass trailer. Okay. Because it wasn't the same style as most traditional trailers because it was like quick cuts like a music video. Mm-hmm. And it had that uh, Nine Inch Nails song. Okay. But trailers, I mean, they, they get you excited. But then well, the problem is they release four different versions of the trailer. So by the time you walk in, you've seen so many. Yeah. You've seen pretty much right. most of the movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen a movie and then go back and watch the trailer and realize, oh, shit. Like, they're pretty much showing me the whole story. Yeah. No, it's true. In fact... M- uh, I think to this day, my favorite movie of all time, The Dark Knight with mm-hmm. uh, the Joker and Two-Face. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like it so much is because I don't know how it happened. I'm not sure how I was able to avoid trailers. I never saw one trailer for the movie until I saw it in theaters. And I was blown away because I, I, I went in expecting nothing. I knew Two-Face was in there, which mm-hmm. I love Two-Face. That's my, my favorite villain of all time. I walked in knowing Two-Face is going to be there, and that's it. And then I saw it, and... Mind blown mm-hmm. because nothing was ruined. I had no expectations. Like trailers do. Like, all right, I saw this part in the trailer, which means I haven't seen it yet. It's going to happen. So that in some way the hero can't die or the somebody else is not dead yet because this hasn't happened yet from what I saw in the trailer. Yeah. The Dark Knight Rises, the, um, the big rumor on the internet based on the trailer was that they were going to kill Bruce Wayne, mm. which technically Bruce Wayne dies technically. Right. But – that was the biggest rumor for a long time. They're going to kill Batman. Or or the big rumor was he's going to break him and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to become Batman. And then he's going to come back. And okay. there's just so many expectations that are built with trailers that it's just yeah. hard to yeah. just – you can never live up to your expectation. I, I like old school horror movies because they don't show you anything. It's all like sound like – Coming mm-hmm. from under the table, like you'll hear something coming out of the closet, but they'll never show you what the what it is. So your mind creates. Hey Hollywood, can you do that one more time? Can I put a quarter there for you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a visual joke. Your <laughs> so so your mind is creating a monster that is much scarier than anything they can show you. And right. if they show you what the monster is, mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what it is, because your mind has created what that is. So when your mind is building the movie already. 
Yeah. Because when I saw the Dark Knight Rises trailer, I thought that was going to happen. He's going to break Batman. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to become Batman. And Bruce Wayne's going to come back and he has to take down Gordon-Levitt. None of this shit happened. So I was disappointed when okay. I walked out of there. So the problem with trailers are you're building your own little movie in your mind of what you expect to happen. And when that expectation doesn't hit... Yeah, and just, most of the trailers that I've seen, they don't put it in chronological order of the movie. Mm-mm. You know, you, you'll see it's about one liners, boom, boom, yeah. boom, you know, just it's all the good stuff. Yeah, and what you were saying movie. is, as far as horror goes, there was a the trailer for the Chainsaw Massacre, the newest one, the one that the three D, the, the one with the girl from uh, Seventh Heaven. Oh, Jessica Biel. That was the remake in 03. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, ah, that, Jessica that, Biel. Oh my God, Jessica Biel. Who's Jessica Biel? I need a second. Hold on. Jessica Biel. Hey, don't cheat okay. on Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Man. I was just going to say, what the hell? <laughs> they got together. Uh, that's all I'm saying. All right. No, but that trailer for uh, Chainsaw Massacre, there was a lot of uh, the, that camera shot, mm-hmm. and then like showing clips here and there. It built suspense enough, but it didn't give away a storyline. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this is going to be, this is going to trip me out. It's going to trip me out. That's all I got from the trailer, which is what I think movies should be. It gets, mm-hmm. it gets your palate wet. It gets... Other things wet as well. But it, it makes you want to watch it without giving away a storyline. Yeah. I think horror has a huge market on that. As far as trailers go, they don't give away too much. They just they, – they make you want to see it. They make you want it. Mm-hmm. Whereas action flicks are like, all right, this guy – oh, he's still alive in that. Like I was saying earlier, I, I saw the shootout in the trailer. hasn't happened yet, so they all survive somehow. But with horror movies – all they do is they just they, they tickle you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they're like they're like, mm, you want some of this? You want some of this? Come on, come on. For all our listeners, he's actually doing the whole cup and ball. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not even. I can't even look at him with a straight face. All uh, right, thinking of Bruce Willis. <laughs> right now, seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely not a straight face. You sure you don't want that quarter two for that table? Huh? No. No. No, my. What? What's going on here? Yeah. 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 So the trailers, I think the, it's it's good for like horror genre. Trailers are great. Everything else sucks. Comedy especially. Comedy movies especially. Because they give out the best jokes. Yeah, exactly. So you watch the movie like, oh, I heard that line. A little bit more context, but not as funny. Yeah. How, how do you feel about comedies, by the way, in general? Comedies? Yeah. Uh, I like comedies. It, uh, there's different... Besides horror, that's another genre where you have several different... There's black so comedy. Many. There's goof, like goofy comedy. There's like slapstick. Slapstick. Taylor Perry is uh, Adam's favorite comic. Yeah. Oh, you know, actually, he loves the Taylor Perry series. First of all, it's Tyler Perry, and he's a, a hack amongst <laughs> hacks. My most favorite uh, comedy so up to right date now. so far. <laughs> I'm a white boy. It's Taylor. Three Stooges, as in Swift. Oh, the, the remake. Yes, you saw that. Yes, you liked it. Yes. Oh, I didn't, I never saw it. I refuse to watch Good. it. Why? I refuse to watch Why? it. Why? Because. Well, it's got this guy in it I don't like from Mad TV. Which one's that? Oh, Will Sasso? Yeah. You don't like Will Sasso? Well, I don't like Mad TV is what it comes oh, out okay. to. Are you serious? Just because the, you don't like Mad TV and the guy happens to be on Mad TV, you don't like it? Not because of it's him, but because he's stapled with Mad TV? Yes. So you're boycotting based upon a logo that he's under, but not because of the movie? Yes. Well, the same premise <laughs> says he would watch any movie that had Bruce Willis in it, no matter if it sucked or not. Same, same premise. Same premise. Okay, so let's this is why I don't like Good Burger. I don't like the Wayne's movies. That's because fine. I, because the people that are in it, I despise <laughs> Jack Black, uh, Ben Stiller. I, I try to avoid those at all costs because the characters they play on a constant basis, I find repulsive and 
It makes me angry. <laughs> it just makes okay. me angry. Okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with you on the Jack Black and uh, Ben Stiller bit because okay. they've been typecast in their whole thing. The whole yeah. School of Rock, man. You got to rock. But this is where I take <laughs> – this is where I believe you are so wrong. Jack Black's best performance was on Yo Gabba Gabba. I disagree. Jack okay, Black's anyway. best performance is in The Jackal. So you do watch with it. Bruce Willis, the one where he gets killed. <laughs> he Bruce Willis shreds him with a with a with a super awesome machine gun. gun. He dies awesomely. <laughs> Jack Black dies in such a great way because Bruce Willis kills him. Okay, what about have you ever, no? Have you ever seen Jack Black in Yo Gabba Gabba? No. I swear his hatred for Jack Black is only rivaled for his love for Bruce Willis. Absolutely. Have you seen High Fidelity? Did you like him in High Fidelity? High Fidelity. That was like his breakout role with John Cusack where he owns the record store. Okay. And Jack Black's his worker and he has like a, yes, a bald no. hipster guy. But yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't Jack Blackie in that movie. Yeah, because that was his breakout role. Yeah. He wasn't typecast. He wasn't like yeah, exactly. Jack Blackie. He was a normal person. Mm-hmm. Once he became Jack Black, the character mm-hmm. Jack Black, that irritates me. Jack Black, the character, I don't like. Okay, but why the Three Stooges? Why Mad TV has to do it with anything? Because like Mad TV is just lame. But dude. it doesn't have to be. The, it's a Three Stooges. Man. All right. Yes. No. And I appreciate Three Stooges, but I also despise Mad TV. The, I don't want to mix those two worlds together. You're not mixing in the weather. Just they're mixed already. No, they're not. Oh my gosh! Seinfeld came out. Already <laughs> <laughs> mixed. They're mixed together. The TV show. Well, well, let me ask you guys this. Riddle me this. Bad. What do you think about remakes? Remakes? Because that's all Hollywood. They they do remakes, prequels, sequels, reimaginings. Yes, that's all they're doing now. I mean, well, like, well what are your thoughts on it? On I, that, I'm I'm saddened. I mean, like I, I I like how they use certain movies where they create something that's from a different type of media. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like a lot of the Marvel series is based mm-hmm. upon the, the comic book, mm-hmm. so their recreation is different. It's it's turned it into an actual like visual art. Mm-hmm. But if you talk about something where they remake a whole movie that's already been made, mm-hmm. that just bores me out of the hell, really. I mean, like, I've already know the story. I mean, why am I going to sit through another two hours of the same story with different actors? Adam? Uh, remake? I I going. Well, actually, hold on, hold on. Forget, wait. Yeah, forget, okay. forget about Adam. I want to get I'll Cowboy get first. Fired up. I'll go to Cowboy first. What are your thoughts on, uh, what are thoughts remakes, on remakes, prequels, sequels, reimaginings? I'm... I'm a little torn on that because you know it, it pisses me off that there's no original movies coming out, um, mm-hmm. and and it, I think the thing that pisses me off is when remakes are done and they're not as good. Because um, uh, I like older movies, for instance, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I like older movies like uh, Red Dawn. You uh-huh. know, uh, uh, sorry, oh, that got remade recently too. Yeah, right? yeah, it got remade recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just I, I I do like the the. The remake or, or the the bringing to uh, modern times of certain movies. For instance, the original Tron back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they did Tron uh, Legacy. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a remake of the original Tron. It, it was, was a sequel. It was a sequel. But it was bringing the Tron to the current days. Mm-hmm. By Disney. Is that well, was Disney. Yeah, Is that true? Yes. yes. That and it was shocks pen- me. It was no, phenomenal. No, no, but... Well, there was a little bit of blood. Because Cause it was good? Because it was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. All right. All yeah. right. Okay. But, All right. But, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> – you, you got very – It wasn't a cartoon is what I was trying to get at again. Marvel movies are made by Disney, most of them. Oh, you're blowing my mind, dude. My mind is blown. 
I don't know. Why don't they just freaking remake Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for all I give a <laughs> shit? <laughs> they are. Is that true? Oh, wait, no. That's Herbie the Love Bug. Wrong oh, car. God. Oh, that my was... Bad. Mm, with my Yeah. I mean, it's just like, come on. We need... I don't know. Is it is it that day and age where like the people are older and they want to see? Oh, I want to remake this movie from back when I was a kid no, or younger no. stuff. Or is it they just lost their imagination? I believe it's all about the business. I think it's, it's the main yes. reason why is because they're too afraid to create something new because they're afraid it'll flop. So what they're doing is they're just hitching a ride on stuff that they know is successful on the different media or an older media and then just revamping it, saying, "Oh, this is a new one. Come watch." Ding ding ding. That's, That's exactly answer. right. Do you know who Do you know who runs the studios? The business people. It's analysts. Analysts. Because studios are run by corporations. Yes. They're a part this, of the This did well umbrella. in its time. So it's corporate grade. It must also do well in this time. What Essentially, what they do is it's risk management. They can yeah. calculate. Mm-hmm. It'll cost 150 Man of Steel. Yeah. Uh, let's say that's $150 million before P&A advertising yeah. costs, yeah. printed advertising. Yeah. Let's just say it's 150 If we spend 150 and we release it on... 3,000 theaters and we're charging 11.50 a pop, mm-hmm. we can generate this much in opening weekend and then every movie usually loses 30% as yeah. it gets away from its opening. We can mm-hmm. lose 30% here, 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 here. We can calculate this much in DVD sales. We can calculate this much in foreign markets. Yeah, it's we all can... it's all the statistics. So it's all yeah. and it's all it's all yeah. risk management because making a movie is the riskiest thing you can do with money. Well, it's, it is it's the gambling. riskiest. It's gambling. Yeah, cuz yeah. you're gambling with it's riskier than opening Absolutely. a restaurant. Risk and reward. It's essentially risk versus uncertainty. Right. Original ideas is uncertainty. I remember an economics class I had. They taught us risk versus risk versus uncertainty. Oh, this is risk. Reward better. Right. This is risk. This is this is remakes and prequels (laughs) and sequels and reimagining. This is risk. If I have a box and I have a hundred balls. (laughs) <laughs> fifty are red, fifty are black. If you pull, if you pull a black ball, if you pull a black ball, you win nothing. If you pull a red ball, you win a hundred dollars. What are okay. the chances of you pulling a red ball? It depends. It's fifty. It's a fifty-fifty <laughs> chance. On what? No, it depends. If you can feel colors. Yes. No, no. If you, it, <laughs> it's hey, a I, I, I actually, I actually understand where where my shows come from. Wow. Okay. Uh, fifty red balls, fifty black balls. Uh, what's the chance of pulling a red ball? It depends on what your turn in line is. You're the, only one, comp- no, no, no. You're the yeah. only one competing. You're the only one competing. No, no. Is the, You're the is, only one pulling. Is 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 on on the paint when they paint the balls or dyed the balls? Are right. they are they using different type of pigment variations? No, they different type you're of sticking your arm in. Ooh, what you if, can't see anything. Like, Hundred dollar plays on black. What if it was yellow, cadmium yellow, and there's like a lead issue into it, and no, you're no, no, allergic no, no, no. to lead? That way you can no, tell if you're no, allergic no, no, no. to it and pick it up. Okay, no, I have a fifty percent chance, right? What if the guy picking the balls was a wrench? Now what if it, now what if it's how big are these balls? Now, <laughs> now what if it's forty? How many can you pick one red? There's a sixty percent chance, right? Yeah, that's risk. Yeah, uncertainty is unknown. You have a hundred balls. If you pull a red ball, you win ten thousand dollars. Okay. If you pull a black ball, you owe me ten thousand. But I'm not going to yeah. tell you how but many. You don't balls know how many red black. or black are in there. Would you pull? I. Well, depends. There could be ninety-nine black, one red. Okay, yeah. but it depends. Does he have to pay Ooh. money to pull? That's uncertainty. No, yeah, no, that, what that's, it, that's the thing about it, though. You don't know how many balls are which color. Yeah. So if you that's doing, uncertainty. If you're doing a remake, you know how many. You know more, what your target market. Yes. is. You know how many balls you, you know have. How many theaters you, you know can get many, it into? Right. That's well. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. You know a lot about movies. How was was Kickass originally a movie or was it a comic? Comic book first. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Built-in fan base. Okay. 
That, See, that, uh, the one movie I'm shocked that they're making is Pacific Rim. Ooh, because yeah. that's an original con. That's but an original idea. The, it is Guillermo del Toro, so he yeah. has a name attached to it. Yeah. I, I don't know what but that it's is. An, Explain. It's giant monsters versus mecha. giant aliens. It's like it, basically it's Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. But only thing about it is Mecha Godzilla is different variations from different countries. Oh, basically every giant that, giant monsters come from under the sea. But, yeah. but even so, that sounds remade to me. No, it's not. So each country devises their own uh, giant mech. robot. So the okay. Russians have one, we have one, China has one, and they just battle in the cities. Yeah. Oh, and interesting. It's freaking yeah. awesome, man. The so, trailers. So it's it Power Rangers good. meets Godzilla. Without the Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> but that's again, an, again recycled though. Not really. Well, there in, in a every way, every story no. is borrowed from one another. Yes, there's it is. only I remember some lit class. The teacher said, "There's only three stories that have ever been told: man versus man, man versus nature, man versus himself. Right. Everything else is just a variation of that." So, because there's been so many movies, so many TV shows, so many stories, legends, Absolutely. you're going to borrow from elements. Like, Star Wars borrows from Lord of the Rings. You know what we should do? We should create a fourth one. <laughs> is, is that possible? It's, it might be. You never if, know. If man. it is possible, then we'll be millionaires and we don't have to do this podcast I'm gonna, anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna, I will ponder on this. Please do. But, hold on. I want to get back. I got to hear your rant on remakes. On remakes? Because we, we j- right. jumped off you. I Thank just got to hear this rant. I appreciate you coming back to me because I, 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 I feel very passionately about this. Remakes to me, kind of like what you're saying, it's, it's a, a whole thing about this was successful at a certain point. So why can't it be successful again? Turns out it, it, it can't be because at the time, everything was different. Everything was different at the time it was made. Speed Racer. I watched it as a cartoon as a child. Great. They remade it as a real-life thing. No, I, I think like two people saw it. Maybe three. I saw <laughs> it. All right. No, maybe four then. All right. Apologies. Four people saw the movie. Thank you. But re- remakes is, is, is a lack of creativity that we need as far as people to watch movies. Creativity, it needs to happen because the, we're overwhelmed with everything else that is going on. We've seen everything. We've, we've heard everything. So to bring something back from life which at the time even wasn't that good of life in, in some cases, to bring it back now, th- there's nostalgia. That's what people pay mm-hmm. for. They pay for nostalgia. But as far as quality, it sucks. So you're telling me it always they, sucks. So you're telling me that they are, they are, they are paying to feel like a kid again? Yeah, part of it, part of, yes. Part is, of it is that. Is it because Toys R Us went under? <laughs> Did they went under? They're, they're gone pretty much in most places. Oh, that hurts my soul. See what I mean? It See? Does. See? That's where I got on my bicycle the first time. See? Yeah, no, but, and I, if, if there was a Toys R Us outlet store, no, there's no we're, we're about to be bankrupt, buy from us. I would go there because of nostalgia. That, that's the same thing about movies. The, the, this was a good concept at the time, and for whatever reason, it made money because we had lack of options mm-hmm. at that time. Older movies, there was lack of options to watch movies. Back in the day, mm-hmm. there was like five channels, maybe six channels of TV. Mm-hmm. It was NBC, ABC, CBS, and that was it. And ABC. Now, Okay, so but now there's like a thousand channels that mm-hmm. we can watch anything we want. At the time, it was successful because we were a captive audience. We had no choice but to watch these shitty movies, these shitty TV shows. And now, th- because they were successful back then, with no options, yes, they were great then. Now we have options. There's things we can watch that are so much better than all of this. And it still sucks. It sucked back then. We didn't know it sucked, but it sucks now. Now we know it sucks, but at the time it, w- it was successful. So at the time, 
risk versus reward. <laughs> it's worth the risk because it was successful at some point. At the point it was successful, it shouldn't have been mm-hmm. because there wasn't that many options. Now, bring it back. It, it, it's always disappointing. It's always disappointing. I think with remakes, it can work. Uh-huh. It's just like the Dawn of the Dead remake. That's considered a, a successful remake. Yeah, with uh, Ving Rhames. Yeah. yeah. I think remakes can work when you when you get just the basic formula, zombies mm-hmm. in a mall. Yeah. And then you throw your own twist on it. Like Shaun of the Dead. The problem, did you guys watch the <laughs> Halloween remake with the Rob Zombie Halloween remake? Now, was he, that H2O? That's what they called that it. That was a sequel to it. But okay. the first Halloween remake with Rob Zombie, he got a lot of shit from it because he explained Michael Myers' backstory. And it was he came from like this like white trash family, and yeah. they're like, oh, well, the real Michael Myers, you don't know his backstory. That's what makes him so scary. And it what happens, what winds up happening is the first half, it's all original material. There is a Michael Myers character who kills his sister, and you see how he becomes Michael Myers. Okay. But then the second half, he just borrows everything from John Carpenter again. Same beats, same tropes, same everything. Right. I think the problem with remakes is they're trying to cater to you to try to make it exactly as you remember it. Yeah. Where it should be something where it's there's zombies in a mall, and I'm going to tell you my twist on zombies in a mall, or the yeah. te- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. remake. Yeah. There's a family in who, and the college kids get trapped. Right. Here's, here's my version of yeah. That's perfect, what okay. perfect, should be perfect like, analogy of what you're trying to say. The remake of of a song, okay. Huh? It, 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 what you're trying to explain? It's like a remake of a song. Oh, somebody wants to do a cover or <laughs> a remake. Thinking, I never heard or a remake. Of a, song. A, a remake of a song. Right. And they sing it exactly the same way the original artist sang it. It's like, why, why remake it? Yeah, yeah, I've already, already heard, heard it, it this like way. The, is it like that um, from the – is it Journey or is it – which which uh, which uh, artist uh, group um, had uh, – because the main singer probably passed away and they it was, got a, It was Journey. It was Journey. Journey? Yeah. It was Journey. And they actually had some uh, guy from a different different country. It was Japanese. Thailand or the Philippines. Something like he that. He stepped in. He sounded exactly like the same guy. Mm-hmm. But that's but he can't speak a lick of English. He right. just knows how to how to just sing. He the knows song how to right. sing the Journey song. But but well, that, people that's, are stupid and they like that. That's 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 different. What you're explaining because they were trying to get somebody to carry on the legacy of Journey. So they were trying to get somebody to sound like that guy. What I'm talking about is you get say uh, one artist that uh, wants to remake uh, Kelly Clarkson song and they sing it exactly the same way she did. Right. What's the point? You yeah. know, put your own twist, your own variation, your own version into it. Uh-huh. Then, you know, for instance, because we, we talked about this just recently, okay. the UB40 song, Red, Red Wine. <laughs> okay? Red, red okay? Yeah. The original singer and writer of that, Neil Come Diamond. Back to me. Completely right. sounds completely different. Yeah. The tempo is the same. But they sing it completely different. And it makes it so much better. Or the Alien Ant Farm song when they cover that Michael Jackson song. Absolutely. Smooth Criminal. Mm -hmm. They put their own twist to it. I'm about to counteract my own point and (laughs) shit on my own point completely. Red Red Wine, first time I heard it was UB40. Yes. I had no idea it was Neil Diamond. Okay. And in the same vein, people that have never heard of Michael Jackson... Kill yourself if you haven't heard that. Oh, but Alien Amphron comes out. They sing that song. Yeah, Smooth Criminal. It's their first exposure. Yeah. So maybe that's why they remake these movies because it's, it's – They're trying to get the next generation the new to – new generation's first exposure to To get to their it. exposure. And us knowing the background yeah. hate that. But in a way, it exposes a new clientele. Mm-hmm. I knew people that are spending money. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying because the people that went out and saw the new Red Dawn, oh, yeah, that's a great movie. But they, right. what do they have to base it off of? Right. 
And there was no Patrick Swayze in there. <laughs> and a lot of the movies they're remaking, it would benefit them as far as technology goes. Like if you remake a movie from the 30s, it makes sense because the technology wasn't what it was yeah. back then. But right. you can't make Jurassic Park better. No. <laughs> but in the same vein, the Rat Pack did a movie called Ocean's Eleven. We did? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sammy Davies. Sinatra, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. I have them. They, they did Ocean's Eleven. At the time, maybe great. Now Ocean's Eleven comes out. Phenomenal. With, with uh, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt and, Damon. And bunch of, the greatest actor ever. And that's their first exposure to that. Yeah. And they think that's amazing. Having not seen the original. So maybe there is... Ah, oh, this sucks. Cause I'm, I'm upset. Because I'm, I'm appreciating this concept. I hate remakes, but there is a place for them yes. because of that. Generations do not transcend to certain things. It's prob- I think it's because... They, I hate lot- myself. I think also it's because a lot of the culture these days actually are focusing on whatever their friends are watching or things like that. And it's, it's not delving into any history. It's not delving into anything that people have learned over time. Right. And they're becoming washed to the point that all they know... It's just current, the current stuff. Yeah. Like, for us, it's a remake. For somebody else, it's the first time they've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, <laughs> what I'm worried about it is this. I mean, if the culture that we have right now, where they see all the new things come out as, re- as remakes for us, and then they say that this one was the first and never know about the the remake. The I don't think ones. that'll happen though. It's already starting to happen. Well, yeah. That that happens for me on a regular basis. I like I like to upset people, and this is now again I'm going against my own point, which is upsetting me. But there's songs that come out that remakes that I will quote them as the original just to see people's reaction to it. Like Eminem did a song, uh, "Sing for the Moment." There was an Aerosmith song back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, it'll come on, like, hey, that's the Eminem song. Knowing it was Aerosmith, it's like the original version. Yeah. Just to see people like, no, that was Aerosmith. Like, what? Aerosmith? I don't know what that means. Just to get them yeah. all fucking crazy. I understand that, but that's the thing about <laughs> it, though. Some people actually do say that. I know. Yeah. I'm doing it as a joke, but that's... Some people actually do that. And it yes. saddens me. Did you, did you guys ever see The Thing? Yes. Yes. The Which original, one? the one with Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. That's with the hand? Yeah. Oh, no. That's no, a, no. Oh, that's it's like Adam the alien. No. That's Adam's family. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys see the Thing remake prequel, whatever? Which, no. Okay, no. Which thing there is? There was two. Th- there was two. There's technically things. three oh, no. things. There's yeah. the Thing from Another World in the 50s, which is I black thought there and was white. only Thing One and Thing no. Two. No, 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 no. <laughs> you guys are confusing me. In, in the 50s, there was a black and white movie called The Thing from Another World. Yes. John Carpenter remade that into The Thing in the 80s with Kurt Russell. Yes. So then, about two years ago, another movie came out called The Thing, which was supposed to be like a prequel or a like reimagining. I or did something. hear about yeah. that. Yeah. So and you two who have seen The Thing with yeah. Kurt Russell, remember how it opens? The dog is being chased by the yeah, by yes. the by the crew and, mm-hmm. and they're like kill the dog kill the dog and yeah. that's how the dog invades the camp and he's the spoiler alert he's the alien <gasps> so what happens in the prequel reimagining is i saw it in theaters and i hated it and uh, what happens is the dog escapes and you see them the crew chasing after the dog so now that yeah. sets up the next one so i'm leaving the theater with my ex-girlfriend and I hear these like seventeen-year-old kids are like, "Man, they should make a sequel to see what happens to that dog." I was like, you <laughs> fucking idiots! Yeah. It's called the thing. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I, I was so upset by that. But yeah. then I realized, well, they're they're not going to watch the fucking yeah. Kurt Russell thing. They probably don't even know I what would. that is. No, but like the seven, they're not going to know what that is. But I know, but that's the thing about it, though. I mean, like, I would. Uh, 
It hurts. It hurts. I mean, think, like, think about it. Yeah, it just hurts, man. Not a brain part. Look at you. Oh, what just happened? I feel like the person is like, oh, they you should have been. Re- they should remake make a sequel to that. Yet they're not knowing that there was actually one already that tells the whole story. I feel that there should be something that. I just feel like people should do more research, man. I mean, they're just like, oh yeah, this is like a good movie. Let's just go watch this, and then all of a sudden they're like. I, I got nothing. It just it just hurts me. Just hurts you me. you say maybe they should do some <laughs> research, but uh, I mean, on, on these cases and stuff like that, that don't they say uh, a remake and stuff no. like that? They they don't say any of it. Not all the time, though. No. no. Sometimes they do. Uh, Usually no. Re- research, yeah. uh, that's that's such a weird word now since we have the internet in this well, little square little thing in my hand. Um, <laughs> we, we don't have to open up a book anymore. I understand but nobody that. cares. Nobody cares about that. It's called laziness. <sighs> Absolutely. And we wonder why Americans are getting fat. I don't. Huh? Huh? What? It's break time yet? We're going to eat? Yes. Yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap this up pretty soon. But uh, first of all, we talk about remakes. Hollywood. What movie would you like to be remade? From any genre? Any genre. I assume horror from your background. Um, well, with horror, they've remade, they've remade the proper ones. I mean, they've remade the big ones. They've remade Nightmare on Elm Street, Text Chainsaw Massacre. Not every horror movie should be remade. Like, there's yeah. some shitty horror movies. And, the, okay. and there's some movies that should just be, like, you know, even if not, mm-hmm. not off of horror, but they should be kept in its awesomeness without a remake. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think they should ma- remake A Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> that's a pretty good movie I know I love yeah. that movie I Actually the one this. remake They're gonna remake it that The one that I'm actually Really excited for Is the Escape from New York remake Ooh. Because the technology In 1980 yeah. Wasn't as good yeah. And I would love to see The concept now Especially now In the world we live in With like The war on terror And everything yeah. I would love to see right. That idea Put in the, Set in the real world Now okay for Now listen to me For this one And don't judge me Until after I finish Okay I will do my best Alright the Highlander. Judging. Oh. Uh. The series was great. The three movies flopped every single time. Except for the first one, kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. Then the series came out, and no one really cared for the movies afterwards. And a lot of people that did like the series hated the movies. Now, they say they're going to make a new Highlander movie. A remake. Okay. I'm really hoping they get it right this time. Because the last three didn't do so well. But this one. They're probably going to follow the Star I, Trek I, formula. Uh, the, the, the one movie. Animation? No. The... The Star Trek formula is they're not going to cater to the diehards. They're going to cater for the new generation. That's that's perfectly understandable. But what the main thing about it is this. The Highlander series had so much rich history and a lot of background. Because the thing was like nine seasons long or something like that, right? The show, yeah. And then the three movies that they had for it were just – they just had like – they were just so like – I don't know. It's just like there's a bad guy. Kill it. Done. Hey, End you, story. Uh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> R- Ricky Bobby would argue with you. Highlander was the greatest movie of all times. <laughs> I, I mean, like I hate per- that guy. By the way, I hate that guy. Ricky Bobby, or except for Wreck-It Ralph. You don't know who Ricky. Ricky, Ricky Bobby? Bobby, Will Ferrell. Will okay, Ferrell. okay. The guy that was in Ricky John Bobby. John C. Riley. Yes, John C. Riley. Oh, okay. I hate that guy. Yeah. Except for Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, okay. Where he played Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm talking. That's all I have to well, say about well, that. You ain't first, you're last. <laughs> all right. No, I, I I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. Because like the the idea is great. The great it has a great idea, a good premise. Like let's say something no one's ever really thought about, like doing in the past, of course, which is now not the same. But they imagine like a world uh, uh, that we live amongst, kind of like like uh, the mortal instruments. Same like, kind of idea where there's a world in between another world that you know no one knows about, but it's there. 
that's a kind of a world that we're trying to actually join into and get different styles. Like, for instance, Blade came out with that. when That was a real mm, big hit. I like Blade. Yeah, exactly. And then there's also a bunch of other movies, like, let's say, Matrix. Uh, See, that's another big Men hit. Men in Black. First Men one in Black. Ooh, my, oh, man. Uh, here, 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 here's here's one they, they should remake because it's a really cool 80s movie, but uh, oh. I'd like to see a new and improved with today's technology of The Running Man. Ooh, That'd be a good yeah. one. Especially now that reality TV is so big yeah. right now. Yeah. All right. That's yeah, a good that, one. I think that would be, that would be a good one. Uh, the, the other one, I don't know, you probably all didn't see this one, but I would like to see, um, is it Peter Jackson? Which movie? Uh, he, yeah. he he did Lord of the Rings, right? Can I give us yeah. Okay, that. yeah. Uh, I, I was just asking films, if right? he was the one that did. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wing no, Nut no. films. Right? No, um, I want to uh, see him tackle sure. a remake of Aragon. Isn't that recent? The uh, the yes. dragon movie. It is. Oh yeah, it's it's. Re- but the movie sucked. Okay, okay. Chris, all right. The okay. remake Spider Man after it was made. They just like, they just did. Time. Yes, uh, and that's why I didn't watch it. Okay, no, 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 no. Aragon, Aragon was probably about ten years ago. Le- no. Ten years, actually less. Because it was the, less the series, the books for Aragon actually finished maybe like less than yeah, two I years. Yeah, I know, ago. but the, the, the books are so much better. Yes. They I mean, destroyed Chris- that movie. Christopher Paolini had a really good grasp on the whole story because, I mean, like he had like full reign on the story. All right, then, all right. You guys are talking about books, and I'm out. I don't read. You watched the movie, <laughs> didn't you? watch Aragon? No, I did not. Is that well, what the, it's a movie. the... The King from Lord of the Rings? No. No, that's the character's name in Lord of the Rings, Aragorn. All right, yeah, see, Aragorn. See? Yeah, all right, I'm all out. I'm completely out. It had John Malkovich in it. I, yeah, I remember that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember I like that. him. Yeah, you it should watch Cyrus it. Cyrus the Virus, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the 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 movie compared to the book is completely off. All right. Yes, because you because a book you have. Time. Hundreds of pages to build time. Yeah. character in a movie. You only have ninety minutes to two hours tops. So it's very hard to cram all that information in a book. That's why usually the book is better. Yeah, just because it's not necessarily better. It's just there's a much broader dude. History the were just a story. foot shorter than everyone else and looked exactly the same. What? <laughs> and all right. right now, there's a new podcast that we have on the network called Spoilers. Sorry, eight years ago almost. Mm. Oh, hey, 2006. Uh-huh. All right, so we got this new show called Spoilers. Hosted by Hollywood over here on the Rat Pack Podcast Network. Yeah! <laughs> Yay! That we will be doing movies. And as we said before, Jurassic Park is the first episode we're releasing. Yes. Yes. If there's a movie you would like for us to review, please send us emails. That's show at ratpackpodcast.com. In the meantime, we'll do our own thing. Every now and then we'll do throwbacks to old episodes of really shitty movies from like the 80s or something. Which is just it's so it's so much fun to do. Yeah, and if you, if anyone wants to do uh, Big Trouble in Little China, let us know. Yes? No? Hey, we should do Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm gonna let you know that right yeah, now. I just got okay. an email from uh, Cowboy <laughs> at com <laughs> requesting <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> All right, Samson. So at the same time that this podcast airs, there will also be an episode of Spoilers with yes. Hollywood hosting the show. Yes. Reviewing Jurassic Park. By the way. It's called spoilers because we spoil it. Yes. In every way, shape, or form. Absolutely. As far as plot goes, as far as what you think is good and picking and w- apart. And, I mean, we all ultimately... And we spoil your yeah. childhood memories if it's an old movie. Yeah, but we, we ultimately usually We'll make you realize shit that you never realized before. before. I, I feel like the reason why we're doing this is because we're the new Siskel and Ebert now. <laughs> uh, it's too soon. Too soon? Too soon. <laughs> but the thing about reviewing movies is this is just our opinion. I would never tell someone, don't watch that movie. It sucks. Because yeah. 
the movie I think is shitty could be your favorite movie. Yeah. It's just an opinion. So even right. if we rip a movie apart, still check it out. Form your own opinion. I've on. once heard opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Yes. And they all stink. That should be our motto. Right. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Crickets. Until next time, <laughs> I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Maestro. I'm Cowboy. And I'm Hollywood. So follow me, you could shit about to go. I'm doing 500, I'm out of control. But there's nowhere to go. And there's no way to slow. If I knew what I knew in the past, I would have been blacked out on your ass.